Hello, it's my first podcast I've done solo for a while because normally me and Kate have been doing them for the NK project. We will be continuing doing them soon as we're opening the doors for a six week uh, NK summer edition um, package soon. So keep an eye out for the sign update for that. Uh, just before I get on to the subject, which, <coughs> excuse me, today I'm going to be discussing tips about breakfast. Uh, is we are doing obviously at the moment from today a seven day power up challenge so it's a nice little kick up the bottom get into a better mindset you get a bit of a taste of what it's like working with me and Kate as well and so yeah if you want to go check that out guys if you're already in team nag then go check it out don't worry if you were too late to sign up for the seven day power up and you're not signed into team nag we're always running challenges throughout the year so just keep a lookout or perhaps you just want to get on board into the nk project when we launch it so breakfast this is an area i think people have made confusing i'll be honest i've personally when i was a much younger pt given confusing information too so don't worry do not feel stupid i was actually qualified and i've given incorrect information because at the time i thought that was the right information i I think that's because again as we all say information is very saturated on social media but things have got better and since i've done courses to make sure i am giving the right information i'm qualified with what i'm giving So with breakfast, we all get a bit confused. Should we have it? Should we not? Should we have cereal? Should we have a full English? Should we have coffee with butter in? You know, should we just have fruit and yogurt? Should we not even not have any breakfast? Will breakfast slow our metabolism, etc.? All these questions I tend to get. This prompted me as I did a little quiz on my Instagram stories yesterday. And I just wanted to see what response I'd get for posting a picture pretty much a full fry up. Not that I fry everything, I tend to oven bake a lot of stuff because it's easier to do it in bulk. So I put on a picture of, say, some chicken sausages, hash browns, uh, ba- um, no, I didn't put a bacon medallion on, that was this morning. I put a round of wholemeal toast on there, cottage cheese. Uh, tomatoes, mushrooms and spinach that I'd stir-fried with salt and pepper, a poached egg and a hash brown on there. And that was my breakfast yesterday. And I decided to put a quiz up saying, would you see this as a bad or a good breakfast? And it depends what people obviously define as good and bad. Some people might say, one of my clients actually messed me and said, that looks like a fucking fit breakfast. And I was like, tasted fit too. So, but most, I mean, it was quite nice to see that pretty much most people who work with me, who know me well, or I've done some PT with me or spoken to me, they put that, uh, they see it basically as a good breakfast because I said you see, see this as a bad breakfast and they all put no which I really like um, and the ones who did say put yes what I did is elaborated on words and actually changed their mind so I've obviously put that you know it's understanding nutrition that this has got this much protein in this has got this many calories in this is the reason why it fits in my personal goal and you know, nutrition, again, has been made very complicated and confusing. Nutrition's actually very simple. It's just because humans were too individual and not one size fits all. Most people would be fine on the breakfast I'd put out that day. And 
the reason, say my reasons for having it was because it was high protein. So it was going to fit into my protein goal. It was going to help me to hit my protein. I think personally as well for breakfast, if you can make that quite a high protein meal, it's easier to hit your protein target throughout the rest of the day. So I do get clients who will opt for, say, just the butter on toast, which I love. I'm English. I absolutely love classic toast with butter on. It's fantastic. Even a good old crumpet. But I'll be hungry within half an hour and I'll just be ravenous. And because my hunger hormones are a lot stronger now and wants actual feeding, wants to actually be full and satisfied, if I was out and about, say, I was walking through the high street... I don't, but I'd say if I was, I'd say if good old Greg's was there, or a right place, or a butcher's, you're going to jump in there, aren't you? Because you're going to smell the food, because you're, you're t- when you're hungry like that, it's like everything's very enhanced. You know, you go to a restaurant on a um, on an evening meal out, and I personally think these people are weird who eat after seven o'clock because I, if I eat when I eat after that, I cannot sleep. I could, like I say, a full meal out meal. I don't mind if I eat at home, but a full meal out, I do struggle to sleep. And you find that when you get there, because you might have eaten a bit less that day, so you can enjoy your meal, you are marvelling and everything smells ten times better than usual. So, you know, you end up, you know, buying a starter main dessert perhaps, or getting sides, you know, you end up eating way more than probably what you actually need but because that drive for hunger is so strong uh, you end up going over the top and this is what I mean about breakfast so these are my little easy tips so tip number one are you actually hungry first thing in the morning and if you don't know just try one morning to not have your breakfast and maybe wait till your lunch I hate saying lunch, but most people say lunch these days, unless I'm still living in Stoke-on-Trent, where everyone says dinner. It is dinner. Breakfast, dinner, tea. Kate will argue that with me, because she always says lunch. Southerner. <laughs> so are you actually hungry first thing? Ask yourself that. As if you are generally marving first thing, then yes, have breakfast. If you don't feel that hungry, and actually the thought of breakfast makes you feel a bit sicky, then maybe you just wait till your lunchtime. You'd be surprised with hunger. It comes and goes. It's not there and doesn't build up and get worse. It kind of, well, it can after a certain point, but it tends to come in waves. So, for example, when I teach NAG camp on a Saturday at 9am, because I'm up a bit later, I'm not as hungry, actually. When I'm up earlier, I'm the other way. I'm very hungry. But because I'm so active for most of the morning on my feet with clients, I can't go without. I know I definitely need fuel. I have tried it a couple of times and didn't feel my best. I need to be my best to be with my clients and to do the work. Whereas a bit later, not so bad. So I will get up, have a cup of coffee and a glass of water, a pint of water. I'll go do night camp and I don't need to actually bother until lunchtime. So I can go without. And I will get hunger. I'll get hunger about eight o'clock because I'm up about seven. And then it will calm down because I'm teaching, I'm distracted and busy, which most of you are in the week you're working. And then it might come again as I finish now camp because I'm a bit hungry and I'm packing my stuff away. I'm ready to go home and just wind down now for the weekend. 
but then it'll go again because I get home and I get distracted whether normally on a Saturday I like to bake because that's my hobby so again I know you believe it or not I actually don't eat while I'm baking because <laughs> uh, I see it as like an arse it's just fun to do it's like play for me and then yeah it gets around 12 o'clock and I'm ready for food then and what I tend to do in case I do get to the point where I might get too hungry and end up grabbing everything. I do have things in ready I can quickly put together. So say I have cooked meats and like I get a whole chicken and I cook it. And it's there to like help myself to sandwiches or a quick stir fry. So if I know I'm going to be marving that morning, if I have a feeling I am, I kind of know. I'll kind of make something quickly there and then for later. So it's done. And also I do food prep Saturday morning. So if worse come, I will eat a portion of the food prep. Because I always have spare in the freezer. <laughs> I always keep one meal spare a week. So ask yourself that first. Am I hungry first thing? If you're not sure, try without and see what happens. Of course, if you are diabetic or have any medical implication, please check with your GP before doing so. Um, especially if you're doing blood sugar che- uh, checks as well. So see if you actually are hungry. What this will do, you see, most people, if they don't feel hungry first thing, they will have breakfast for the sake of having breakfast because they're under the fear that it will slow the metabolism down and they'll gain weight. I used to believe this. Don't worry. Um, I think, again, it was some research, but it wasn't great. And it's because, ideally, most people who do have a filling of breakfast, like a high-protein one, won't snack for the morning. And they can train hard and they've got a bit more calories in them. They'll probably move maybe a bit more, but not always the case. You know, I move around doing nag camp. I do food prep on a Saturday morning. And then afterwards I might be baking or doing housework or going straight out doing something. So it, it does just depend when it comes to that. So it's, you, you've got to experiment and try it and see if it fits you. And what it also means, well, again, like I said, people have breakfast for the sake of having breakfast sometimes. So say you do decide to have your toast with butter or even peanut butter on toast, I've seen. I'm not saying it's bad, I'm just saying that's what people sometimes have, or cereal with milk. And it's normally things that aren't going to be satiating. Like the breakfast biscuits, which to me is just biscuits personally. It's, it's nearly the same nutrition as a digestive and they put a whack a big price on it for you to have it. And don't get me wrong, I used to have breakfast biscuits at one point in my life. I used to think they were great. And then when you look at what's in them compared to a normal biscuit, not a lot of difference. So you end up choosing things that aren't very filling. So then you go to work, you've got your lunch with you. I'm also guilty of this, where I've ate my lunch mid-morning and had no lunch and had to go out and get more food and that's because I wasn't satiated enough I was um, eating uh, basically foods that weren't going to fill me I would take in say just toast Uh, I would take in just cereal just porridge as well with just jam or fruit no protein or nothing so I was having barely less than 10 grams of protein in the mornings so it wasn't very satiating and for me I need over 20 and I would advise that personally if people say to me a high protein breakfast is anything below 20 grams I'm like mm, not really <laughs> unless like it was a really big portion or something but then your calories are going to be probably quite high because it's going to be foods that probably you need to eat a lot of to actually get a good amount what this does with experimenting with this 
if you're normally having foods that are not very satiating you're more likely to pick and snack for the morning you're more likely to make your next meal or food choices on things that you really enjoy but they're normally things that are that you can keep eating and eating because they're not very satiating so say you go and have your round of toast in the morning you go past say a bakery or a butcher shop now to be fair if you go past the butcher shop and you have a bacon egg sandwich that's probably going to keep you going for most of the day because it's very satiating it's high protein and um, it's enjoyable to eat as well but some people may go say past a coffee shop so then they see the sweet stuff there and they end up wanting them because it's more tasty it's more uh, it's you know enjoyable they're really hungry they're the choices you end up making i'm not saying they're wrong but they're probably not optimal and say you're doing fat loss you're going to end up overeating calories very easily and a lot of people tend to forget what they've ate throughout the day especially not mindful of their tracking or writing a food diary or not measuring what they're having and they're like, oh yeah, barely eating the weekend. And if they actually looked back and had a camera on them, what they were having, every lick, bite, nibble, it all adds up, believe it or not. It might be really over by a couple hundred by the end of the week in total calories. But that's how we end up gaining fat, gradually body fat. It's not overnight, it's not over a week or even a month. It is gradually over a period of time. It's like you might see people now uh, more because uh, we've coming out of you know, restrictions. God, they've put weight on quick. But you think, how long have we been having restrictions for? It's way over a year. In fact, coming up 18 months nearly. So you've got to think that period of time, yeah, you would expect that to happen. Uh, even more so with the circumstance, the circumstances we were under as well. You know, you're at home where food is very widely available. So, like I say, tip number one, see if you actually are hungry. If you're not, you're less likely to have those extra snacks in the morning. If you just set yourself, you know what, I'm not going to have anything till, have anything till lunchtime. But I'll have, like, my water. I might have a couple of coffees or teas and that's it. And then I'll have my first meal at lunch. And that'll just basically probably help you take your calories down. It's not any magic science. It's, I don't personally like calling it fasting. I just call it I'm not having breakfast. <laughs> Uh, it's not, it just sounds better and sexier, doesn't it, when you say, oh, I'm fasting, I'm doing fasting in the morning. It's like, you're just not eating. <laughs> so, you're not doing Ramadan, and maybe some of you are, but you're not generally doing that, then that's fair enough. So, have a go and see how that works for you. Now, the second one uh, tip is going to be, if you like breakfast, like you generally like it, you look forward to it, and you're hungry and it's just your favourite meal of the day which it is for me personally it's actually my favourite meal of the day breakfast because you have sweet or savoury can't you it's, it's one or the other it doesn't feel wrong to have either um, whereas if you have like say pancakes at tea time it feels I don't know a bit weird you feel like you need savoury but breakfast so varied so if you actually enjoy breakfast like me so that's why I only do it once a week where I don't bother. Sometimes on the Sunday, I know I'm going to be eating out later that day because it's just easier to fit my calories in. I'll do that. But in the week when I'm working, it's quite nice to look forward to that in the morning. I'm not going to lie. So if you like breakfast and you feel hungry and you look forward to it, then I'm going to say have breakfast. But just make a choice what's going to be optimal. So if you are just going to have cereal milk, it might not keep you. Some people it might, but a lot of people feel ravenous hour, a couple hours later, maybe not even that. So again, it's about what are the best choices. 
this actually leads on to actually tip number three so tip number one maybe just don't have breakfast first thing because then that will help with say from a calorie point of view or making better choices later in the day tip number two is if you do like breakfast freaking have breakfast but probably pick choices that are going to keep you fuller so tip number three i'm going to go on to tips that are going to keep you fuller for the morning and what is the most optimal now when i say what is the most optimal it's very individual so this isn't across the board you might experiment you might even like any of the tips i give today because it might just not suit you so what i normally advise to a lot of my clients if you're gonna eat first thing have something that is going to keep you full for the morning keep you going and something that you enjoy so if you say don't like cottage cheese on toast don't eat cottage cheese on toast if you don't like fruit and yogurt don't have fruit and yogurt you know you don't have to follow what everyone else has I had someone messaged me the other day and they said you know basically their barrier is they're a little bit pickier more people are these days Whereas me, I'm like the seafood diet, the seafood I eat it. That's basically not many foods I don't like. Um, but for those who are picky, I live with a picky eater. I would encourage them to basically find things that they like, but try and find sources where, say, it's higher protein, higher in fibre, uh, to make sure they feel fuller, but also make sure it's something they're going to enjoy. So, for example, I've had clients who say don't enjoy fruit. Okay, so I'm not going to make my fruit and yoghurt, but they do need nutrients into their body. So I'm like, well, what about a bagel thin with maybe two to three bacon medallions? Yes, two to three bacon medallions, because I want them to hit their protein. You know, and maybe some like cream cheese on there if you like that. Or if you don't like that, have butter on there. Uh, do you like spinach or lettuce? Do you like any of them? Which most people will pick one or the other or both. You know, um, is there any other veg you like which you'd like to try, put on there or have on the side uh, to make it more palatable would you like some sauce on there and that's fine just check it in so i have barbecue sauce or sweet chili on mine so again i'll be working through and chatting through what they may enjoy if it is they really like pancakes then i'd look for a high protein pancake recipe for them to try and something that they could do quickly in the morning or prep and then, guys, if you've never done this, toast your pancakes. Just be careful they don't get stuck in the toaster. But toasting pancakes is a genius. My dad showed me that when I was younger. He'd buy the ready-made pancakes that you used to be able to get. And you toast them. And you put a bit of butter or syrup on it. It's great. But if you pre-make your protein pancakes, they do keep and you can toast them. Because microwave and makes them soggy and moist. Not very nice. You want a little bit of crispness still and a bit of softness in the middle. So I toast my pancakes. I do that with, uh, say, once in a blue moon, I might buy ready-made sweet waffles. Toast them. Don't microwave them. Oh, definitely toasting all the way through. So have a think what you actually enjoy. So I could give the example there, the classic you know, bacon sandwich. I just do it as a bacon medallion bagel on a bagel thin as well because I prefer more filling to bread personally. It's like if I go a tea room and there's more filling to bread ratio, they've done good. So that's what I look for when it comes to a sandwich. This morning, I mean, before I come out, I had three chicken sausages on two rounds of wholemeal bread. I put butter on there, but I just don't go stupid with my butter. I put a reasonable amount on there, so say estimate roughly 10 grams, for example. 
And if you toast anywhere, a toaster bread, so it's easier to spread, so it melts across it. I put barbecue sauce on there. Got a good handful of spinach, and I put that on there as well. And that was my breakfast. And most people would say they didn't have the knowledge about nutrition that, oh, that's got to be bad for you. You'd have to be on loads of calories, have that. You can have that. You can, though. You can get away with it. It's like, can we stop that mentality as one? And two, you only seen snippets of the day of somebody, what they're having. You know, I mean, classic yesterday, I was chatting to someone, they're like, I just need to seal my mouth shut. I like food too much. And I'm like, you're meant to like food. I'm afraid it's part of your human survival to really like food. I'd say humans are driven by two things very strongly, and that's hunger, so but food, and sex. Because it's all about reproducing and eating to live so you can reproduce. Not that we have to just reproduce these days, but that's why those drives are very stronger than normally. Normally more the hunger one, because <laughs> we do like our food. But that's okay to like food. It seems like a guilt thing to like food. I used to feel that way when I was younger. I'd be like, oh, I love food too much because my fat, the certain parents or family would say that. They're like, oh, I love food too much. That's my weakness. And it's like, it's not a weakness. It's just part of how we are as humans. It's just how we are. And that's it. It's learning to strategize and manage your behavior around food. It's very behavioral. And this is what I'm getting at the breakfast thing. It's changing behavior, the habit of how you do it. That suits you. I'm going to keep you into your goals. Now, a lot of you are going to be like, why are you not talking about the other meals? Because I don't think the other meals are always a big issue. I think it is always the first meal. And I think if you... Again, it's sadly this all-nothing mentality. If someone has a breakfast that's not been... They feel is great for them, I think it sets people up uh, poorly for the day. Whereas you have something you know that's going to be optimal or don't have anything because it just suits you better... You know, you feel like you're in a better position to keep going. And it's always something, you know, if you can do that first thing, what you've got to do, I think it can set you up for the day. It's like me, I do my walk first thing when I'm working, Monday to Friday, because it sets me up for the, for the whole day. It's like my little achievement to do each day. And I do it no matter what the weather. I do it very automatically. Even when I don't want to do it, I just do it now. It's just set in stone as my habit. Um, obviously weekends I don't really bother because I run on Sundays or I do a bit of kickboxing practice and then Saturday I'm running around like a lunatic teaching uh, nag camp so I get my steps up there doing that it's not just a steps thing though it's just it makes me feel better mentally I feel like I can do anything for the day and it's just that little sense of achievement so this is what I'm saying with breakfast it can making a choice that's best for you can set you up for the whole day I think personally you know, even me, if I have an enjoyable breakfast, even that puts me in the mindset of, I've picked a good choice there. This is going to keep me going for the day. It's going to fuel me. I won't be eating now for over four hours because my clients back to back, apart from being caffeinated all morning. And that's why I made those choices, what I've made based on my breakfast. For example, I was feeling a bit hungrier than usual. Uh, training clients last week. So actually, I've made sure it's more filling by actually adding an extra chicken sausage to the breakfast. I thought about that choice, like how is it going to serve me? What can I do to overcome that? And this is the thing. If first time you have something for breakfast and it doesn't work out very well for you, don't see it as a failure. You've got to see things as an experiment. Just think, well, 
I'll try something different tomorrow. So have a look through, you know, what could fill you up a bit more, what you would enjoy a bit more, because it might be whatever you tried, you didn't like it. And thought, you know what, I'm not eating this for the rest of my life. <laughs> and this is what you've got to visualise, like I just said there. Well, how you choose to do things, choose something you're going to do for pretty much the rest of your life. This is what I say about daily non-negotiables with me and Kate when we teach our online. Um, I say the same when I teach my one-to-ones and my groups. I'm like, what can you repeat every day for the rest of your life? You know, but how can you be flexible with it if you need to be as well? You know, you can change things because circumstances change, lifestyle changes. It could be at first you were a businesswoman, now you're a businesswoman with a child. You know, it could be... Uh, you were single, living on your own, now you're living with um, someone you love. And that can change behaviour and how you do things as well. It's not saying it's bad, it just means you have to adjust and adapt. And that's what we try to teach. But this is where even something as simple as breakfast, if you tweak that, when things change, it's something you can easily tweak. So, for example, it might be you're not a breakfast person, but then you've had a kid... And they get up first thing in the morning. You're up a little bit before them. But it might be more optimal to eat your breakfast before they get up. Because otherwise you will not get a chance to eat at all. And then you're not going to, say, hit your protein goals of the day. Or you end up snacking for the morning because you haven't had anything satiating. Uh, it might be you need more energy to look after the child. So that's one of me. You've got you know, be flexible with your choices. Adjust that. And that, the little change, even that could make a difference to your day I mean I don't mean just breakfast that's just an example but even that could lead on to a domino effect of changing other things think, well I've adjusted this let's now adjust this or adjust this I can do this I can change this because in the day we're just trying to be our best aren't we every day can't just go through the day we've got to be our best so that's why I chose to talk about breakfast this morning because I think your, that decision can help set you up for the day no matter if you have breakfast or don't have breakfast but picking the most optimal option for you so I hope you enjoyed today's short little quick podcast while I'm out for my walk uh, if you enjoyed it or you have any questions about it or you won't give me any feedback you more than welcome to send an email to uh, the nag, natalie at the nagpersonaltrainer.co.uk subject line podcast if you're interested in the NK project, because we talk all about this, uh, but we give you a bit more accountability and support, uh, you can send an email to the NK project at the nag personaltrainer.co.uk. Me and myself or Kate will get back to you. Again, and if you want to inquire about joining on to it, you can start emailing now. If you want, we'll put you on the list. We'll send you an invite as soon as we launch it. And also we'll send you when the offer comes out as well because you'll be, you sign yourself up to Nat's Nuggets. Uh, that will make sure that you don't miss out on the deal. And again, if you have any questions about health and fitness in general, do not be shy to ask us. It's what we do. So you can email myself. You can email the NK Project, which will put you through to me and Kate. Uh, Kate's also, my, my business partner, has also started now her own one-to-one personal training. So if you need a little bit more help, and maybe you want to try Kate out. She is now, you can find her on Facebook as KFIT. So K hyphen fit, personal training. Uh, you can find her. If you can't find her, uh, if you search me Natalie Gibson, I've actually shared her page. 
so you can always go and follow her as well for health and fitness tips and advice and also to find out more about what she's offering for her services for one-to-one uh, groups semi-private online etc uh, she's fantastic Kate uh, even though she's only recently qualified her knowledge is very vast she's always researching she's always having to go and experimenting herself and she's been training with me and been my friend for like over I can't remember now over eight seven eight years uh, top of my head. we've known each other a little bit longer but we've only became friends probably about a year or two later after she first came to the ledge centre I worked at when I gave her first training programme so that's going back some so she's definitely with her follow guys and then that way you might be a case you want to do the NK project but you want to find out what we're both like uh, so you're more than happy to do that also keep an eye out for the free challenges we do for the year we always do one before we launch the NK project but you do not have to participate in the NK project to do the seven day power-ups they're there for sometimes to kick up the bum and that's all you need so have a great day everyone thank you for listening and take care